Gone is a podcast about people who have gone missing from the United States and Canada. These people are daughters, sons, sisters, and aunties. They didn't just disappear. Someone, somewhere, knows something. My name is Janelle Feller. And I'm Katie Nordby. These are the stories of Christy Nickel and Lucy Schumann. have an update about the story that we did last week. Um, so we read the story on Thursday about Alan White and his body was actually found on Friday. So wow. before I could even upload the story, it, he, had, he been had been found. Yeah. Um, a news article says that his body was found in a wooded area behind the Paul Quinn College campus in Dallas. Last week, a survey crew working for the college found the remains around 12.30 p.m. and called 911. The next day, the remains were positively identified by the Dallas County Medical Examiner, examiner as Alan White. Um, the cause of death has not been released. So it's, it's an unfortunate end um, to that story, but at least, at least there's an end to it. At least there's some closure Right. And, and it's, it's the, there's no crime until there's a, they, there's, you know, there's no crime without a body. And so, um, and it's often what they can find with the body, how, how, uh, he died, um, any DNA, anything like that, that can, that can help them find the killer. Right. Um, that's, otherwise it's very difficult to determine how he died or without, without the without the body, so... Right. Um, well, there'll be... Hopefully there'll be more updates because there was... His family reported... I think I remember you saying that his family reported that, that he had no known enemies. No. No. And, um... Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Christy Lynn Nickel lived in Grand Forest, North Dakota in 1996. She stood just five foot three and weighed around 100 pounds. She had shoulder-length brown hair, blue-green eyes, and a huge smile. She was, very, she was socially very capable, but had a mental capacity of a 10-year-old. She was active in Special Olympics and was very fond of basketball. She had told her friends that she had a boyfriend named Todd, but none of them had met him yet. Grand Forks sits on the northeastern border of North Dakota and Minnesota. It has a population of 52,000 people, uh, but it is part of a metropolitan area that has over 98,000 people. I didn't realize it was that big. Hmm, I didn't either. Christy was 19 years old at the time, in 1996, and she lived on her own. However, she often stayed overnight at friend's house, so her parents weren't worried when they didn't hear from her for a couple of days. On October 3rd, 1996, Christy was seen leaving the apartment in downtown Grand Forks, and she was never seen or heard from again. Her parents reported her missing on October 10th. Do we know whose apartment it was? Was it her apartment or a friend's place that she stayed at? Um, there's, so this, this is, this is, this is only from 1996, but there's very little specific information. Sure. And, um, I think, I don't know how popular, I don't know how common cell phones were at the time. Um, in I think non-existent. Non-existent. Yeah. Um, 
So sometimes some of the details that we're able to uh, talk about are because of cell phones. Right. And so it, it, it didn't indicate. Sure. And maybe the indicate. apartment wasn't the issue. Yeah. Just, I'm yep. just curious. Yep. Um, the, I think that, you know, and things are certainly more sophisticated now. We have security cameras in a lot of places that we didn't have security cameras before. Right. Um, but they kind of, uh, it referred to her as a nomad in the story that I read. And um, in that she did, I believe she probably had her own apartment, but she, she was staying with a friend's house. And she was, again, she was a 19-year-old woman with the mental capacity of a 10-year-old. So staying sure. overnight at a friend's house is fun. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, uh, there is some speculation that Christy may have been the victim of Floyd Todd Tapson, who was a serial killer of women with cognitive disabilities. In 2003, Tapson was convicted of kidnapping, raping, and twice shooting a 22-year-old woman with cognitive disabilities in Montana. Uh, that, that happened in 1998. The woman survived, and he was sentenced to 75 years in prison. Todd, uh, Floyd Todd Tapson worked as a supervisor at several group homes in Grand Forks. Gotcha. No one... Um, and no one has been charged in Christie's disappearance, and her case remains unsolved, though he is still considered a, um, a suspect. Sure. I was um, wondering what the connection to from Montana to here was. Yep. He worked at several group homes, but she didn't live in a group home. Well, she may have had friends that lived in yeah. a group home, but um, but he was he was in and around that population, mm-hmm. and. That's a that's a that ends up being a small population of people right. with disabilities, and they often do get together to do special Olympics or other things. Sure. And so, um, and she said her boyfriend's name was Todd, and she said her boyfriend's name was Todd. A common name, yeah. but uh, Christy Lynn Nickel was 19 years old when she went missing in 1996. She would be 44 years old today. She is a Caucasian female with brown hair and blue green eyes. If you have any information on the disappearance of Christy Lynn Nickel, contact the FBI at 612-376-3200. I, you know, it's, it's, I picked this story because it was about um, a person with, with cognitive disabilities who is living independently in her community. Mm-hmm. And... I, I don't consider Grand Forks huge. I don't hear a lot of, uh, oh. you know, I, I don't consider it huge. I was surprised at the size yeah, of it. Yeah, me too. Um, but it's kind of a big, small town. Yeah. Um, and it's a college town. And it's a college town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is on the, you know, it's it's close to the Canadian border. Um, there's a lot of space around there with, it's, the population is, is centered in that that little area, and then not, and that's the largest place until probably Fargo. Yeah. Um, so, within a two-hour drive, that's probably the largest place. Mm-hmm. But, um, I would say, and I, so, I grew up in a, in a different town, but I know, I remember, the individuals, who had cognitive disabilities in our community because mm-hmm. um, there was this older couple um, and they always went roller skating on Friday nights at the, at the place that I roller skated at. Um, the community watched out for them. Sure. They paid attention. They, um, 
They kind of knew what their habits were. They knew what their habits were. They're mm-hmm. there. This is where they're going to be. This is it. You know, yeah. they'd often ride if it was cold out. It was just something that the community did. And I suspect that the same would have been true for this young woman living sure. downtown. And, and so, um, but there was nothing. So in this, this downtown um, apartment, uh, you know, people would have, would have known who she was and would have kind of paid out paid attention to her. Right. Um, the uh, one of the challenging things is is that while she looked like any other nineteen year old, she had the she had the mental capacity of a of a ten year old. Yeah. So um, with that comes poor decisions. Right. Uh, become comes um, poor decisions. What I mean is 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 trusting people who aren't trustworthy. Yeah. Uh, um, not it's a safety necessi- issue. Right. It's a safety issue. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's that's. Uh, it's upsetting because this is this Grand Forks isn't very far from where we live, right. and that somebody um, could just go missing, just just missing. Um, and this might be another case of a person inserting themselves into a job as a way a predator to, a predator it, inserting yeah. themselves into a job so that they have power uh, and prey. control. Yeah, they have. Pray, and and I mean, and I think that certainly, um, and he had several jobs. He had he was a supervisor of several group homes. Yeah. So how long he lived there, um, and if so, uh, for Christy, she was she was more independent. She was able to live on her own. She was able to manage um, much of her own own things. Um, in a group home, those individuals usually are more dependent. Right. So they have less abilities, maybe maybe uh, less, maybe they're nonverbal, mm-hmm. maybe they're less physically able, or other things that could be. So they're more vulnerable than Christy was. Yeah. So it's concerning. Right. It's concerning about um, what happened. Yeah. Uh, what may have happened with that population? They can't even speak. Uh, whereas Christy was, um, she was independent. She mm-hmm. lived on her own. She um, didn't maintain a specific schedule and would have been, um, she was she was 19 years old. The person that Floyd um, Todd Tapson killed was 22. Yeah. This is right in the age range that he would have. Yeah, it's just very, it's very upsetting and... Um, and I wasn't aware of this story until I ran across it. Lucy Schumann was 48 years old in 2019. She lived in Louisville, Kentucky, and was a medical school graduate from the University of Louisville. Not much is reported about Lucy's life before she went missing. In September 2019, Lucy was on vacation in St. John, U.S. Virgin Islands. September 15th was the last day that she was seen. By the 19th, when she hadn't checked out of her Airbnb in the Coral Bay area, the owners of the property reported her missing. They found her luggage and belongings still in the rental untouched. So they hadn't been opened? Uh, they were still there. They were still there. Okay. Yeah. They, okay. They, it, wasn't they were, like, it wasn't, it wasn't like she packed array. up. and yeah, it, okay. yeah, it wasn't. It was, it was just as if she had been using it. Right. Okay. On September 20th, Lucy's rental vehicle, a yellow Jeep Wrangler, was found at the parking lot in the Salt Pond area 
of the Virgin Islands National Park. There was no sign of Lucy. A search of the area found a day pack with Lucy's name on it near the edge of a cliff on top of Ram Hill Trail in a remote part of the, of the park. Authorities do not believe that Lucy fell from the cliff. The area below the cliff where her bag was found is covered in jagged rocks, not water. If she fell, her body would have been down there. It would have been found. Mm-hmm. Um, in the weeks after she went missing, authorities widened their search to additional hiking trails, roadsides, and shorelines. The weather conditions and the area made it difficult for rescuers. The National Park Service said in a statement that, quote, some of the most remote and rugged areas of the park were searched. The terrain is very steep and thickly vegetated. High sea conditions continued throughout the day and debris posed hazards to persons searching the shoreline. Much of the southern shoreline of St. John is cliff and boulders, and access in many places is limited to swimming in, in from small watercrafts, unquote. An article in the St. Thomas Source stated that, quote, five National Park Service climbing rangers from parks around the country, including the Grand Teton National Park, Great Smokies National Park, Shenandoah National Park, and Obed Wild and Scenic River, participated in the search. They used ropes to descend into the steep crevices from the top of Ramhead, which was where Lucy's pack was found, and scrambled around the rocky shoreline. They encountered extreme heat, sharp rocks, singing wasps, and pricking cactus, unquote. Authorities have used scuba divers and snorkelers in the waters off St. John, and the U.S. Coast Guard searched the area with a helicopter. They also used search dogs and drones, but there have been no signs of Lucy. Nigel Fields, the superintendent of the Virgin Islands National Park, said in October of 2019, that they didn't find anything, but they couldn't rule out criminality. One of the rangers searching for Lucy said that people go missing in national parks all the time, but they're usually found within 24 hours. Sure, they just get lost. Yeah. Right. Yep. Lucy's case was difficult because of the vast area involved. Lucy's case is still open, and it remains unsolved. Lucy Schumann was 48 years old in 2019. She will be 50 this year. She is described as Caucasian, 5'8", and 130 pounds. She has blonde hair and green eyes. If you have any information about the disappearance of Lucy Schumann, please contact the National Park Service Investigative Services Branch at 888-653-0009. I think this is the first time that we've had um, a story about about um, somebody going missing in the National Park. Or maybe yeah. it's the second time that we've had a story. But yeah. It's... Um, you know, the the pack, the pack would be easy to have left someplace else. Right. To throw off a, yep. um, you know, if, if to throw off the trail yeah. of somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, that might not be the area that she was missing, so I'm glad they did the large search, but. And I appreciate the fact that they weren't like, oh, well, her pack was found here, so she must have fallen off end of story right you know like i appreciate the fact that they were like this is not what this, happened like right. this is not we what don't this know. shows right. Uh, right because of the area she didn't fall in the water and then the water took her away somewhere right because there, there was, was no water there's no water yeah and and they they certainly don't it was it, so it was large it was forested it was thickly vegetated mm-hmm. um But a woman hiking by herself in an unknown area, yeah. 
it makes you it's it's a, a position of vulnerability, right? Um, because you don't know the area, yeah. Uh, you're not acclimated, mm-hmm. even if you've been there for a couple weeks. You're not necessarily yeah. acclimated to the area, and um, there's also lots of places to hide. Yeah. Yeah, and she was on vacation, and I think that that makes you, like you said, it makes you more susceptible to well. Crime, even. I mean, you just don't know what to. Your normal right. habits at home maybe shouldn't be your normal habits when you're away from home, right. um, because you don't know the area, you don't know the people, you don't know. Right. And I would say that you know, and I I think of this often, and that that I may not have a lot, but I have a lot more than most. Yeah. That what I physically carry in my purse mm-hmm. is a lot more than most people have just that, that they I mean stealing a credit card or doing those right. things I, I really um so you don't have to have a lot to be um to be a potential victim of a crime of a theft or or, right. or something else yeah and I I don't know I don't know much about the U.S. Virgin Islands I don't know I don't either if there's you know and I haven't, I haven't vacationed at some place like that. I've never looked at those kind of areas to see, you know, and I, I'm curious if they actually, what they can, what they, how they report about the, the crime in their, in their region, if mm-hmm. there isn't. Yeah. If there's, you know, like, so I know that for cruise ships, there's a group of people who, who pay attention to when people go missing on a cruise ship sure. and they collect that sure. information so that. Potential customers know that, mm-hmm. but I don't know if there is something like that for um, exotic places that you visit. Right. Uh, but I, cause, so I don't know. I don't know if that's a place that has a large high crime area. I don't know. I don't know either. I I couldn't find anything on. I couldn't find anything that said that it was. But I mean, it's it's the U.S. Virgin Islands. I would imagine it's it's. Pretty touristy. Right. And, and they're not going to necessarily want to share that kind of information. Right. And there might be some unsavory characters either that live there and they it, it, and it's a touristy area, so it makes it desirable. Right. Um, or they've moved there. Or they've moved they there. Know. Yeah, or they're on vacation there. I mean, yeah. or they've just gone there. So yeah. I don't I don't know. It just, it scares me, I think, going, vaca- going missing while you're on vacation when... By your, when you're by yourself on vacation, yeah. it just seems, I don't it just seems uh, so and scary. I and I don't know that I'm brave enough to go to a, an exotic place yes. on vacation by myself. Yeah. I don't know that I'm brave enough to do that. No, I, I'm not. Because I'm a chicken. Well, I do. And it's not clear if she went by herself or maybe there were other people there that she knew. It, they were, didn't mention it, It though. didn't mention it. And I think um, it's common. I think it's common for men and women mm-hmm. to go on vacation by themselves. Yeah. I think that um that's I and I think that's great. Yeah. I don't know that I'm brave enough to do that. Yeah. Um and I have a friend that that lives in Maine and and he talks about this about going hiking and paying attention to how his physical presence is when he comes across a a, a lone female hiking when they when their paths cross. Sure that he recognizes that she may feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got a big smile. He's, he's 
his posture is loose. Sure. Um, he gives wide birth, to, and but I never thought about that. Yeah. About how that would feel, because it it feels even him just telling the story it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, because you would be very vulnerable. Yeah, you would. I I would say male or female, but oh yeah, we mm-hmm. just have done so many stories about women who have gone missing on. While hiking or on while jogging in, uh, in, in, in trails that are um, in spaces and places that are uh, highly you know heavily forested and yeah it's just it's just upsetting and yeah. I do think that when you're on vacation to a certain extent you're you might not have the same street skills I mean you're 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 your inhibitions are lowered. I, think. I, I I would I I think that they could be. Yeah. I think that they could be, um, that they that you're just paying attention to things just a little bit differently than you yeah. would maybe normally, and um, that makes us vulnerable too. Yeah. So. We ask that you do not reach out to the families or post names of possible suspects on social media. Missing person photos, along with information and articles used for these cases, can be found on our website at gone-podcast.com. So, Katie, I have some super weird facts. Okay. I had to make it super weird because <laughs> apparently I have several things saved on my computer that are weird facts. Oh, so this okay. is super okay, weird okay, facts. Okay. I found these on Best Line, Best Life Online. Okay. So you can you can that's a trustworthy site, and Sounds you can like know that this is true. Yes. So, did you know that there's a company that turns dead bodies uh, into an ocean reef? So what? the the burial so it, this is a burial at sea company called Eternal Reefs. It offers um, a unique solution. Uh, you can you, you can have your your cremated remains mixed with concrete to create a pearl, uh, which then is encased in a reef ball that it will eventually become a reef, uh, part of a coral reef. And um, you also can sign up for their day's daily newsletter. Oh. Which I think is kind of weird. I what, just, they, what, are, what are they reporting on daily? I, that's kind of what I want to know. Like, like, oh, how many they're doing that or day? How many, or what? You know, you, your, your, your grandmother's made a nice uh, reef. It's uh, grown. I don't know. Look at I don't all the know. Fish around your grandma. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a great thing, but I, 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 I just found. I it. like the idea of that. Of of. Um, being sustainable, <laughs> living on in a new oh, right. Way. I right. like the idea of that, right. but it makes me really sad because then my loved one is just in the middle of the ocean somewhere However, where I can't pay uh, my respects. Well, uh, you can go sailing. I mean, I think that <laughs> I think that um, my personal feeling is is that uh, you know a, a, a gravesite is a site for the living. Right. To remember. Yeah. However, in reality, in my mind, the person who's deceased is all around me. Right. Is, is, they're, is not in, they're not right, in this right, spot. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Their, their, their physical remains are. But, right. Uh, I, I think it's a great idea. I, yeah. I think that 
you could make a sidewalk too and we have the same thing. I mean, you could. I just, I'm just saying that there's other options. And I, but a coral, living coral reef is nice. It's, I mean, it's, it's really a really nice, nice idea. Yeah. yeah. And it serves as the pearl. So, or, or the, or the sand that like a pearl will create a, uh, will encompass the sand. Right. To protect the clam. Yes. And, uh, and so the, this is just the catalyst for the reef to begin to grow. So what if the reef doesn't grow? Oh, grandma. Aww. It was the lilac perfume that she wore. <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't I, go well. I feel like I, I, I like the idea of it, mm-hmm. but it, it makes me feel a little sad too, that they're just out there in the vast ocean. Just there. Doesn't They're cremated. I know, but they're just there. That's just where they're at. And you know, like in the in a cemetery, you have somewhere to go. You have somewhere to as a living person, as the right, right yeah, as, so yeah. You have a place to visit. Yeah, to remember. To even though they're not, you even though you know that they're not there, you have a place to to go honor them. Yeah. Well, I mean, and and I I think sailing on the ocean, going on a cruise, is the same kind of thing. I'm just saying, it's the same kind of thing. It's just Was she here? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, or I mean, just generally, just 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 yeah. yeah yeah. So there is an annual. Coffee Break Festival. Oh. Um, it is, uh, so in, so in Stoughton, Wisconsin, they have an annual Coffee Break Festival, which includes coffee tasting brew-offs and bean spitting contests. <laughs> Why Stoughton, they say? Uh, uh, because the Coffee Break was born in the city in the late 1800s. Interesting. Uh, as working women at the local Gunderson Tobacco Warehouse began a ritual of pausing during the workday to brew up some coffee and have a chat. Interesting. I I would be curious. I I suspect that there are many places who might claim to have been the home of yes. coffee breaks. I'm However, sure. the Gunderson Tobacco Warehouse was where they claimed it started in Stoughton, Wisconsin. You can buy a flying bicycle. Oh. I didn't know that. Like, do you have to pedal it the whole time while you're in the air? I don't know that. Uh, so inventors, British inventors John Fodden and Yannick Reed came up with a bicycle that actually flies. The Explorer Air Paravito, Velo, Paravilo, uh, is a folding bike and a lightweight trailer that contains a biofuel-powered fan motor. The motor turns the fan... And with enough runway, you can reach up to 25 miles per hour in the air and 4,000 feet in altitude. Uh, wear your helmet. 4,000 feet? 4,000 feet? Isn't that... I mean, I think that's very dangerous. Uh, and also, yeah. I think drones uh, cause problems with airplanes. I think that this would cause a problem. I don't know how... How do you steer it? The handle bar. With a bike tire? There's not much air catching through there to turn you. I'm sure maybe it's shaped a little. And then where do you land? It. Like, you can't just go, hey, I'm coming in at the airport. You have to just land on some road? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say it was a good idea. I just said, I didn't say it was a good idea. I don't think it is. I think no. it's a very bad idea. Just, just you know, your kid. They? Uh, they did not say. Oh, okay. I did not ask. Um... um <laughs> Though I want to say that the uh, the little scooters, I don't know if they go twenty five miles an hour, uh, miles per hour, but 
those, uh, like a scooter, like yeah, a, like like a, a moped, like a moped, uh, they probably can go, you know, probably 20, close. 25 miles per hour. And they're heavy. Yes. They're heavy if you tip one over on yourself. I know Not that somebody. you know. No, I, no. But I know somebody. And um, I can't imagine how heavy that. I just can't even no. imagine. And loud, and oh. wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. I don't wear a helmet. Uh, did you know that dolphins sleep with one eye open? Oh. All the time. Are they suspicious? Uh, yes. Okay. All the dolphins I've ever met have been very suspicious. <laughs> Uh, the uh, vacuum cleaners were originally horse-drawn. What? Can you imagine? In your so, house? <laughs> that's what I thought. I thought, what the? That's not a good idea. That feels counterproductive. I think it's counterproductive. But the earliest known <laughs> vacuum cleaners were so large that they had to be hauled from house to house on a, on a horse-drawn carriage. So, uh, so the the... The hoses went through the windows of the customers, and a gas-powered motor generate, generator uh, suctioned in the dirt oh. into a glass container so all the neighbors could see how, <laughs> how dirty your house was. Um, so it went uh, through the window. Interesting. And I bet that sucker was loud. Oh, gosh. And heavy. <laughs> At least it was gas-drawn. I don't I have any dates of when that was. Sure. This is totally useless. But the largest padlock in the world weighs 916 pounds. It's created by a team of students and teachers at the Pavlova Arts College in Russia. Uh, why? Does it have a... Exactly. What? It, why? Is it a working? Do, yes, do you say exactly. Work? It's working. Okay. But, wow. um, I mean, it's interesting, but... Would tip the safe right over. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just put my lock on this locker yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you know that McDonald's introduced drive-through uh, service due to the military? Hmm. The first McDonald's drive-through was installed in a restaurant based in Sierra Vista, Arizona, near, located near a military installation. Military rules forbade the soldiers from wearing their military uniforms in public, and uh, they weren't about to change into civilian clothes just to grab a burger. So the restaurant manager David Rich decided to cut a hole in the wall and allow members of the military to pick up their orders without stepping out of their car. The convenience and simplicity of the idea caught on quickly. Wow. Thank you, David Rich. Yes. Because now I never have to enter another McDonald's ever again. It's so nice. And yes. my iced coffee is just handed out to me. Wait, and I'll drive away. I had no idea that was how it started. I didn't know that either. Did you know that pigs don't sweat? Huh. They're born without sweat glands, and that's why they roll around in the mud. Oh, to cool off. Yep. Um, but dogs don't have sweat glands either. That's why they pant, right? Did you know that the fuller the fridge is, the more energy efficient it is? So an empty fridge, uh, it, so the more empty space in a fridge, the more cold air is displaced by warm air when you open the door, requiring the appliance to generate cool air to replace it. If a fridge is packed, less cool air escapes and less energy is required to replenish it. So uh, they suggest that you fill empty bottles with water in order to s displace the, the empty airspace. That makes sense. Strangely. No idea. That's interesting. Uh, there's a Lego bridge in Germany. Oh. That you can walk across. Oh. It's actually not made of Legos, but it's made of concrete to look like Legos. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, for 20 years, Stubbs the Cat served as the honorary mayor of Talkeetna, Alaska, hmm. population 772. Um, for how long? 20 years. Wow. 20-year-old cat 
Good God. And it had to be older than that because it wouldn't have probably been born. Mayor. Mayor. You have wow. to at least make some friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I told you this yesterday uh, after you indicated that you had dropped a chair on your <laughs> both feet. On both feet. That one quarter of all your bones are located in your feet. 26 bones in each foot. In the exact location where you dropped that chair. Yeah. I felt every sing- I felt 26 of bones break. Yeah, on, on each foot. foot. Yeah. Yeah, on each foot. Because, because the top of your foot... Oh, so there's beautiful. no, there's no, there's no muscle. Yeah. There's no fat. It's just skin, bone, pain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, blood donors in Sweden receive a text when their blood is used. I love that. I know. I do too. I've been a long time blood donor. I and, haven't. Um, but that would make you feel, it would be encouraging. Yeah, it would. It would probably get more donors. Uh, maybe. So, um, you're more likely, and I'm just saying this, this is, I'm, I'm not saying this is necessarily for you or for me, but this <laughs> is for the general audience. Sure. You are more likely to get a computer virus from visiting religious sites than porn sites. According to a security firm named Symantec, religious websites carry three times more malware threats than pornography sites. Symantec found that the average number of security threats on religious sites was around 115, compared to adult content sites, which carried around 25. In fact, only 2.4% of adult sites were infected with malware. The researchers hypothesized that because porn sites need to generate a profit, there is is a financial incentive to keeping them virus-free to encourage repeat business. Oh, so they're more secure. They're more secure. Sure. And they're more secure than... Which is very That's wild. interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. What do you have for us, Katie? Well, I have funny tweets about relationships. Okay. On a scale of one to seeing your husband napping, how annoyed are you? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you napping? Yeah. There's things to do. There's things to do. Yeah. Can't you hear the buzzing of the wire? <laughs> right. Can't you? Can't you? Isn't it the children crying? Yeah. Just napping away. <laughs> people watch movies when they're dating hold hands engaged cuddle married one person turns up the volume while i choke on a piece of popcorn (laughs) (laughs) i can't hear shh (laughs) well i at my house is one person turns up the volume while i ignore the dumb yeah avengers movie that i'm not interested in sure how as it's I, made. As I, how it's made. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. Uh, my wife signed us up for couples yoga class, but unfortunately it was during the exact same time as couples pizza eating class I signed us up for. Huh. Shoot. Shoot. Can I just say pizza eating class would be so much more fun. It sounds so much more fun. Because you have to stretch with yoga. Well, yeah. And I would, I would argue that pizza eating also stretches Something. your stomach. Waistline. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's a different... It's comparable. It's focused. <laughs> yeah. It's focused stretching. <laughs> Told my wife I feel like I'm getting sick, and she immediately started filibustering about how she never feels great, but she powers through and gets everything done, so if I'm anything short of dead tomorrow, I'm totally screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Unless a lid is blowing off, I better pull it together. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, how many times have you done that yourself? I'm just saying that as I only have a spouse, and it goes through my head. It goes yeah. Through my head. yeah. Sometimes out my mouth, but it does go through my head. Uh, tried to get my wife more into football, but all she took from it was the idea to throw penalty flags at me. <laughs> <laughs> I just got 15 yards for using the wrong hand towel. <laughs> Uh, yes 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 it would be helpful it would be so helpful just to have him carrying around all day yeah just you would know where you stood at every moment of the day when you use the kitchen towel to wipe uh up a muddy mess on the on the floor uh 15 yards yeah i was gonna say feet 15 (laughs) yards if you don't you don't replace the toilet paper in the bathroom 15 yards. Right, you're out of the game. You're out of here. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm going to get a striped black and white shirt. I'm just going to wear a dress. Because I think that's really, is more in my style. Sure, it is. Sure. If you're single, picture what you think marriage is like. Wrong. You are both in Home Depot arguing over a light fixture. <laughs> Honest <laughs> to God. A light fixture. Uh, a faucet. Yeah. A dryer. Carpet color. Oh, good God. Pink color. Oh, jeez. It just—it's just Home Depot. You know, really, there should be there should be therapist counseling, marriage counseling therapists in the Home Depot. There should be. There should. Or be. Menards, as we have a Menards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, in the paint section. There's gonna be a fight. There's there gonna is. be a fight. <laughs> I'm still mad at you. A guide to marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That could be a card. <laughs> just be. just to send it to him, just to let him know. Yep. <laughs> Still mad. <laughs> Marriage. Because I love getting yelled at for leaving a light on and for turning a light off. You know? Yeah. It's true. It's true. That's all I got for you. For putting the bread, not putting the bread in the drawer. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. The bread doesn't belong on the counter. Mm-mm. It goes, there's a drawer. For bread. For bread. Sure. Sure. I mean, this drawer is long enough to hold swords. It's just how, <laughs> this is how this corner, corner sure. of this drawer happened. And you can hold swords in it or kayak paddles. But yeah, it's where bread. the bread goes. It's, the bread goes in the drawer yeah. at my house. And yeah. the, in the drawer. And if not it's not in the drawer, counter. 15 yards. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm going to go get... Are they red? Are penalty flags yellow? Red? Oh, yellow. I look, I'm going to get a whole, I'm going to get yards of yellow paper, or yellow fabric, and I'm going to cut it up. Yeah. 15 yards. You should. <laughs> I might do bring them to work. Oh, gosh. That'll be fun. 